Back to process, back again this week. I always say back again just because... Because it is again. It is. And we are back. And, I mean, I feel like it's almost on a week to week. Hello, you, well, hello friends is trademark. Hello, I can't Nancy's do it. I could that. never... Yeah, hello, hello friends. And also hello in, friends. I mean, you do it. That's not bad. I've heard him a couple of times. No, he's pretty good. Um, how you been? I'm good. Good. Yeah, doing really good. Good. Um, a really enjoyable stretch of basketball games as of late it's fun uh winning is fun as i always tell fun. i tell my kids that there i'm like go out and have doubt. fun but remember winning is fun winning is fun and with this group it's it's really special i mean they don't they don't give half rings for championships uh we're only at the halfway point of the league race right now but it looks good it's and there's a Look, man, it, a week from now, it, you could be, you know, two games back practically with the way everybody's playing or a game back, I guess. But it's a really, really amazing thing that Nate Oates has done to have to completely rebuild his roster. No, the three guys, two of the three guys that are back are starters. But you've got nine new players yeah and he has put them back in a spot where yeah they're in they're leading the league but the rest of the country is going uh-oh here's starting to come. take notice which i don't know but sometimes i mean coach Oates does like to fly below the radar which i can't blame him i, <laughs> yeah. I like to do that too but come on we look i'll i'd say this to him he talks way too much to be under the radar oh i know it, it's not too much it's just sometimes what he says but He's uh, He's got a team that has everybody's attention. Absolutely. And when you have the success that he's had, not just at Alabama, but at Buffalo and now in Tuscaloosa, and you've done it as consistently as he has and the way he has and in the different manner uh, manners in, mm-hmm. in which he has, it's truly impressive. Well, and I think also he has brought a good um, – a good vibe to Tuscaloosa that was much needed, kind of yeah. a stabilizing. Yeah, the world is not ending, the sky is not falling. Yeah. things are still good here. Really good, and can be elite within yeah. the league. And I will say, I think, I think Avery Johnson deserves credit for stabilizing because, in my opinion, he, Anthony Grant was a good coach. Clearly, you see what he's doing at Dayton, what he had done at VCU, a couple of years that he had in Tuscaloosa. Good coach. Um, not a personality that fits what that job needs. Mm-hmm. So Avery Avery restored belief and energy and goodwill. Nate has taken it to another level right, and right. has restored what was such a source of pride where Alabama fans don't fear Anybody. You respect Kentucky. Kentucky's historically great. Kentucky could take the next decade off and not play a game and still have more wins than everybody else in the SEC or more. They, they're that good historically. But Alabama right now, program-wise, Alabama's not trading with anybody in the SEC. They can't, they can't afford to have any hiccups. But I'm just talking program. I'm not even talking team. Okay. Program-wise, they're they're in an exceptional spot. Speaking of Kentucky, um, after Saturday's game, Calipari did not honor all of his obligations. 
post game, like skipping the skipping son. the radio, that kind of stuff. He didn't do his own radio have you, deal. Have you ever been big timed like that? Not big timed. Not, and, I'm, uh, and by big timed, I mean like guys blowing it all because they know they can because of who they are. No, I have not. Um, I know it's not always Anthony a pleasant conversation. Not, no, understand. Yeah. Anthony's not media. Anthony at that time. Uh, I'm not sure how media savvy he was. Anthony had a philosophy that was if you're winning or excuse me, if you're not winning all the other stuff and smiling and glad handing and all that it matter. He was he was he was he was very good to me. I had no problems with with Anthony. He, he left us hanging a lot of times where we had to extend post-game before we could, I mean, ridiculously long, before we could get him. And that's not a knock on him. It's just he's so locked in and nobody was stepping up to say, hey, coach, we got to get you. His handler wasn't we there. We got to get yep. you. And, or maybe he didn't feel like they, they could for whatever reason. Or maybe they did tell him and he just he blew it off, like you said. But I never really had a problem. I do appreciate Coaches that understand and work with you. Avery always did, mm -hmm. certainly. Mark did. Um, I've, I've never worked with a coach. Dwayne Rebol was fantastic. Of course, but we didn't lose much well, at Birmingham. Even Coach Southern. Saban. Coach Saban. I mean, it's a given. He understands you got to do it. Uh, he was far better after the kick six than I was. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had – I was shell-shocked. I did not – I could yeah. not believe it. He was, he was better, more composed than I was, just to be candid, doing that TV show then. But it is um, – those are not easy. But I've never had anybody – Just completely – Big timing. Okay, big complete, timing. completely I've, blow you I've off had, big timing. I've, we, there were a couple of games, I think, with Anthony where he was so long in coming out that I've, we finally just had to yeah. say goodnight we're done and wrap here. it up. Yeah, we got to move on. Okay, I'm going to kick up some trouble early here. Because Again? What a shot. Every week. We talk about Coach Saban, mm -hmm. and the university is going to honor him in some way. Mm -hmm. Do you think, because I don't like when the field is named after somebody. I don't like Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium. Okay. So we have Bryant-Denny Stadium. Mm -hmm. We know, obviously, the Bryant is from Bear Bryant. Mm -hmm. The Denny, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's named after the Denny Chimes, because... And technically yeah, it is because it's, it's named yeah. after the same guy. Yeah, which for people like me, I did look it up. It's George H. Denny, former mm -hmm. president of the university. Right. Um, do you think that they would ever take the Denny away and put Saban up there instead? You know, I've thought about this some. I haven't I hadn't he, thought about it. I, I, I think his name's going to be on the field somewhere. I, I think it's. I, I think it should be. Um, I think it will be done in a manner in which he approves. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it will be Nick Saban Field at Bryant-Denny Stadium, although that does sound pretty good it to me. It sounds good, but I just I feel like the field, nobody ever says, oh, are you going to the, the game on Saban Field? Are you going to the I game at Bryant-Denny? I get what you're saying. And I don't disagree with it. And I don't know what the the answer is, what it should be. 
But I also don't know that Bryant-Denny Saban Stadium is, a, is the worst thing in the world. I know. It's BDS just, is already used as an abbreviation for Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yeah. And frankly, if you're going to do the abbreviation, you could still go BDS and just drop the stadium. Yeah. I don't know. I just was. I, I look, it's worthy. Because uh, you already have sounds, Denny. You have Denny Chimes. So it's, you know, President Denny is being honored yeah. in, by a landmark that is spoken of often. Bryant-Saban Stadium. Um, it would take the board doing that and, you know, I, it's not a bad idea. I think the family would probably, we've just said Bryant-Denny for so long. Oh, absolutely. Refer to it as yeah. Bryant-Denny. Um, but again, how in the world could you possibly forecast that somebody else would eclipse within a span of our lifetimes. Yeah. Within a span, you know, but 50 years could do what he did because I don't 60 years. There are not a lot of coaches and I'm talking all sports. I mean, coach K has been honored. You've got the Dean dome. Yeah. Um, in a manner that is fitting of their career and what they have done for the well, university, the fan base, the program, everything. It would be easy if Paul Bryant had not been, in his era, every bit as good and successful. Um, what was I it? joke all the I'm, time. I'm gonna, because I'm going to plead ignorance here. What was the stadium before Bryant-Denny? Was it just... It was Denny Stadium. Denny Stadium, okay. Yeah, and I forgot, and I did know it one time. And somebody that's a, a Bama fan, I'm sure there's historians out this, there that can yes would be able to go and tell me very quickly what the fir- I'm not so sure that that field where that's played, I, I'm pretty sure it was Denny Stadium from the start. Okay, and if I'm and I may be, and I apologize again. I had to look up Denny know, to see it was. Well, George. I knew who it was. I, I may have struggled on giving you the first name, but Doctor Denny, I believe, was the president when Coach Bryant played at Alabama. I looked it up. He was president and from the 20s to the 30s. So that's and then time. he took over one year from like 41 to 42. Okay. Um, would that not have been at the time that Coach I Bryant played? Don't I think know. so. I think it would have covered that stretch. Because that, it was in tribute to him um, helping lay the groundwork for mm-hmm. Alabama football to become what it was – even at that time. And that's the thing. When, when you look at historical context, it's easy to go Paul Bryant, Nick Saban. But people forget there was history, there was tradition before mm-hmm. Coach Bryant. And there were levels of success, including a national championship. I was going to say, there was a Gene Stallings right there. There was a right Gene there Stallings that, yeah. year with a national championship but every coach at the University of Alabama that got through a season, and I know that, that Mike Price did not, but every other coach, every other coach had at least one 10-game season. Mm-hmm. There are schools where if you have a 10-game season, Get don't put confetti. your name on the stadium. Oh, yeah. Okay? That's just reality. My point is Alabama, historically, I know, I know where the down times were, but you can name them so easily. Because they're the anomaly. They're, you know, the Ears Whitworth era. Okay, that four-year stretch. But prior to that, 
very good. Obviously, Coach Bryant, um, Ray Perkins had the 10-win season. Bill Curry had a 10-win season. Um, Mike Shula. Mike, Mike Shula had a 10-win season. We know what Coach Stallings did, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Coach Dubose. Coach Dubose had a 10-win season. Fran had a 10-win mm-hmm. season. They all had, they all had what would be considered by most programs at least one successful season. Mm -hmm. At least one. Historically noteworthy seasons, yes. Except when you reside on a campus that has two men who collectively or individually won more national championships than any other coach in the history of major Collegiate college football. football. Yeah. Major college football. I, you know, joking, you know, Coach Bryant had his six, and I jokingly say when I've introduced, and it's appropriate, I'll introduce Coach Saban, a man who's won seven national titles, six that we actually care about. That's right, yes. Because one of them did there was come another one, purple but, and gold. Yeah. But um, it's phenomenal. 13 national titles just between those two men. Two men, yes. And that's why I think, again, I don't know that fans would disagree. I don't think that there's a a major portion of the fan base that would disagree with naming, putting his name somewhere on the stadium. Sure. And figuring out a way. I just, you know, because no one has ever achieved the amount of success that he had at one university. Yeah. You you think that they would have to find a pretty spectacular way to honor him. There's no doubt. Because I mean, naming the football, almost, the, the, the athletic complex or the football complex, the field, yes. The field sounds right based on That's the way huge. many have yes. done. That, that would be huge. Again, and I Dooley, still don't who, think, yeah. Who I, won, won, who, he won a national championship for he Georgia. He was the standard. Yes, at Georgia from a football standpoint until Kirby won too. Right. But you also the Kirby you also, Smart hedges at or that surround Dooley Field at Sanford Stadium. I, there's I'm I'm just gonna leave it alone. However, I will say that the the naming of the field for Coach Saban at first blush almost doesn't seem like it's enough. And that's why I brought this up because it really does. Yeah. Because of who he is and what he has done. Right. That, I think that's the easy one of like, we're going to name the field after him. Yeah. Okay. If he'd only won three. Exactly. If he'd stopped after that. But <laughs> yeah. if he'd only won three, we've or already got five, a statue of him outside the stadium. But so all the coaches, all the coaches that have won national titles do. Yeah. Every coach. And uh, they've, it's, let me tell you. It's not going to be an easy decision. No, no, I just, I, but it's not going to be an easy I'm gonna, decision. I'm just, I'm kicking it off. Because and there's going to be some people that will be upset. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be a board of trustees decision, but I think it will come upon the recommendation of the athletic director. But I would, and it, Greg it, Byrne will, if, if it is Greg Byrne that, it will you know, likely happen, that call. I would think, in the next five years. I would think so, too. Just while and, he is and still... And it needs to. I mean, it should. He's not that by any means is he in a, a poor health or a poor condition, but, but I think that they would want it him... It ought to be done quick. Yeah. Because of who the man is. I mean, you did it. 
for Coach Bryant while he was still coaching. Yeah. I'm sure Coach Saban didn't want the distraction. No. He had qualified for that long before. But I th- I think now that it's – I think it's one – and I'll be honest. I, I think it's one of those where you have the conversation and go, Coach, we don't want to go against your wishes. Right. But we're doing something. This is what's happening. You need to understand. Yeah. You, are, you deserve it. Your players deserve it. The guys who coached and played under you deserve it. Right. Because they want to have that point of um, – Positivity. They want to be able to recognize. They want. It's a source of pride for them. To Can say, you imagine? I played w- for that man. When they do that, the number of former players and former staff assistants, GAs, everybody that's going to come back. I I almost think it would be fitting to do it if you're going to. Nobody's asked me except you, and you didn't even ask me specifically this. But I think a day next year, that would be would be the right. ideal time to do yeah. it because. Well, and you don't want you to take away have, from Coach DeBoer. You, want, you don't want to take away right, from him. Right, right, You also, you want to have time to digest everything, do it right. But a day next year, to me, seems like the time. And I'll, and I'll tell you two reasons. Number one, it allows people, more people to be there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't uh, get, it doesn't take away from the game right. itself. And to me, in my opinion... All the championships, there's so many memories, there's so many great things. But I will never forget having the privilege of doing the TV. I think it was on, I can't remember if we did it live or not. But regardless, we did the the TV broadcast of his very first spring game. And to look and see them have to open up the upper deck right. across the way, yep. and to see people file in like Just watch ants the, yeah. covering a picnic. It was amazing to see, and that's when you knew. I it, I felt like it was going to happen anyway, that he was going to be successful. But that's when you knew we're really on to something. And Nick Saban has said himself, that's when I knew where I was in what we could really have. Because yeah. if you have 90,000-plus fans, and they would have had more, but the stadium work was still being mm-hmm. done, and they couldn't get more people in. Yep. You could have – there. I forgot how many people were turned away that day. They'll never know the exact count, but it was a lot. That's when it turned. That's when it turned. Well, and, you know, for measuring purposes – Denny's five letters and Saban's five letters. So would they, just, they could just just kind of rearrange. Um, and while we're talking about Coach Saban, um, I don't know if you saw these comments last week. They were made by former Georgia running back uh, James Cook, who plays for the Buffalo Bills currently. And um, he was saying that the only reason Alabama got into the playoff was because Nick Saban retired. He told USA Today this, that we were supposed to be in the playoffs this year, meaning Georgia, if Georgia was in the playoffs, we'd win it all. I just feel like they knew Saban was fixing to retire, so they tried to sneak him in one. Yeah, I saw it. Stupid. It is stupid. Stupid and it's wrong. Uh, and if they're kind enough to give me a, another SEC championship ring, as, as they've been nice enough to do whenever mm-hmm. Alabama's won one since I've been a part of the broadcast, if it'll make him feel better, I'll be sure to have that inscribed on the inside yeah. of my ring. Or let, me or tell let you him what, try it on. Let me tell you what, the ring is so big, 
there's probably room for it, James. So I'll, I'm sure we'll work that in. Uh, back to current football and Coach DeBoer. Not only is he having to recruit back the players that were on the roster last year, also yeah. recruiting players. Like every coach in America is having to do. I feel like he's having to recruit his coordinators as well because word <laughs> broke last week that Coach Grubb, uh, Coach Ryan Grubb, had been in consideration for the offensive coordinator position for the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks, which regionally, geographically, that's obviously that's their stomping ground. Right. Uh, he's developed a reputation enough that it would seem like sure. a somewhat natural fit since that is what he does for, uh, that's what he's done for Coach DeBoer. But Seattle's not filled that position, but obviously Coach Grubb is still out recruiting for Alabama. Right. Uh, but, I mean, you kind of feel like Coach DeBoer is having to, like, just yeah. circle his it. arms around what's I his. Look, college football's, in, college football's in a dangerous situation right now. There are coaches around the country that are head coaches that are taking professional assistance jobs mm-hmm. because they're tired of all of the, the, the lack of governance. Yeah. Or the rules are the there way, are no rules unless the NCAA says there are unless rules. Unless they randomly wake up whoever the four people are in yeah. wherever the league all. And then they're going to make an announcement yeah. that there are rules. Yes, we um, had a super secret meeting about it. Yeah, did you ever see Tombstone? Yo, one of my favorite. You remember the? You remember the? The sheriff. I think is what he was. He was oh Sheriff Meehan. Meehan, yeah. He tried to dress up real pretty and act like he was mm-hmm. the law, and nobody thought he was the law. Right. I think that's oh, the NCAA that, because they were trying to. Uh, it was right before the big shootout. Yeah. And he's like, "It's okay, man. I've just gone and spoken to yes. the uh, Rough Riders. Yeah. Everybody's okay. We're gonna just go ahead and, and shut Wyatt things down." Erp, now. And and he goes. Uh, why well, up you're under arrest. I ain't got time not, to be he arrested. Said, I'm not going to let you arrest me today, today, Meehan. Yeah, it's exactly right. You Gosh, got the line better than that, I did. No, that's when I start. I, it's, but it's it, that's the NCAA. Yeah, they're but Meehan. Getting back to it, it's they're almost like a fly that just keeps. They'll swat you, swat it away, and it'll come back half an hour later. Well, it, but here's I agree. the thing: if they were that persistent, they would they would be more effective. They just randomly show up out of nowhere. They're yeah. not there when you need them. Right. Yeah. But they randomly show up, into, much like me and in the movie. Yeah. You know, I don't, we don't, when it's convenient for them. Yeah. But I agree. I do think that. And it doesn't really matter, except they can kind of flex their muscles, whatever muscles they may have. Between the lack of governance, as you said, between the lack of any sort of parameters, rules, enforcement, and also that it, it call it, we, we keep referring to it as the wild wild west but it is running coaches off yeah without question no doubt but as far as we know coach grubb is still planning on coaching in Hope tuscaloosa so. Um, Hope so. he's really good obviously knows what kaylin DeBoer wants done however for for I'm, and i'm glad you brought it up for people that are concerned and you need to understand I'm not for one second saying that assistant coaches are not important. They're incredibly important, okay? But you hired Kalen DeBoer. You hired him for his system. Mm -hmm. He was the OC at Indiana when um, Kane Womack was the defensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why Kane Womack is now with Kalen DeBoer. Right. He's he's running the defense. But as Nick Saban always talked about, no matter who the coordinator was, they are the coordinator. Right. They bring in ideas. They do work with the offense. But it's the Alabama mm-hmm. offense. And it's Kevin the Steele Alabama was running Alabama's defense. On the front end and the back end. And um, I think Joe Pendry was the first OC, was he not? I know he was the line coach. I think he was the – or is Major Applewhite. I can't remember. But anyway, it was – I had a newborn at the time. You're going to have to give me some grace on that. Okay. Go ahead. I was a newborn at the time, oh I think. No, I wasn't. Relatively speaking, I was. They – the guy that it all falls on is Kalen DeBoer. Mm-hmm. So while I certainly believe that, that having Coach Grubb is, would be huge and would help the transition – it's not like we're going, okay, well, we've we've hired the wrong coach. That's it. And we're not going to win. We're not even going to have no. a team next year. That's, That's it, right. guys. Sorry. We're going to have to just, when you punt to us, we're just going to give it back That's and right. play defense. Let's and hope go. they can score. Now, that's, it certainly helps the first spring practice. It helps all of all of the initial things mm-hmm. on the offensive side go smoother. Well, just coach stability. Wants. It just creates it the is. stability of what? It is. There's no doubt. But – you certainly understand. It's the region of the United States. You don't know family dynamic. Um, again, with everything that's happening in the college game right now, if you can make similar or better money and you're not having to uh, recruit, or if you're mm-hmm. going from the the, the uh, professional mindset, I got Washington as the OC to the national championship game. Mm-hmm. If I can help resurrect the Seahawks yeah. and do things offensively with them, I can write my own ticket as to maybe NFL head coach mm-hmm. or college head coach. So, you know, what if the guy, what if I go and do a great job at Seattle for four years and the new coach at Washington falls on his face? You don't think they're going to come back to him yeah. and try to bring him back to, not bring him back to Seattle, but move him back across town to be the guy? Of course they will. Yeah. So, that's what he's leveraging. It's not do I want to be at Alabama or not. It's what's best for my family and my career, and it's a great position to be in. Yeah. And I don't know, but I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that his agent might be Jimmy Sexton as well. That'd be crazy. Don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh, Real quick before we move on. Is Cedric still in Alabama? I don't it's know. Because that's, I, I think that's know. that's a critical piece a, of the puzzle that people want to know. advice on Cedric? Cedric, I am told, is still very much in Tuscaloosa okay. and is still very much Because he's uh, the, vi- like, he busy. knows where the staples are. If you run out of, like, he knows. He knows where the bodies are buried. He knows where the shovels are kept, the bodies are buried. Yes. And I just, I'd have to think that he is instrumental. Cedric Burns, I think, will still be involved. Whether okay. you will see him with Coach DeBoer. Uh, as much as you saw him with Coach Saban, I cannot speak to that. I honestly don't know. I wouldn't be shocked. Heck, Coach Saban's, you know, they're not going to have Coach Saban just, all right, here's here's an office for you. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, answer your own phones, Coach. I mean, there's people that will be helping Coach in well, whatever well, role well, he has. What would have been interesting is if we, when we got that video of Coach Saban boogie boarding, if you saw Cedric there like with, right next to him making sure that he's got everything he needs. Um, okay. That's so good. Okay. 
Let's move on to basketball because Alabama is back in the AP top 25, even though I love that Coach Oates does like them flying below the radar. But when you says are, that, but you know you want to be right. When you're playing as well as they are, it's tough to do. Yeah. 16 and 6, 8 and 1. They lead the SEC right now. Once again, a hell of a week. I want to go back to that game in Athens because Ooh. you could not have dug a much deeper hole for yeah. them to get out of. Um, it was a remarkable second half. And I, what I really want to do is lead that into then the way they played Saturday against Mississippi State, yeah. coming out and just from the start. pretty much strangling them and yeah. not letting them get a, a, a foothold. Yeah, and to this, your point about the state game, Nate, I, I, I went there on the post game and I said, great start. He goes, well, we didn't have a great start. He goes, the, after the, the under 16 timeout, we really picked it up, yeah. and they did. But from that point forward, they were. But they were better. They were better in the first eight minutes, even though they weren't better in the first right. four. In the Georgia game, though, they were they were not good. They were getting killed on the boards. I mean, oh, first half. If you'd watch, if you'd turned it off after the halftime, got out rebounded by twenty. Yeah, I think in the first half, um, they got outscored. I think they were down seventeen to two at the second media time. I was gonna out. say, I think their biggest. Biggest deficit was 16, 16 with yeah. 22 minutes to go, but I think they were down 15 at the under 12 media timeout. I, I remember turning it Didn't on. It was score. like 17 to 4. Was yeah. Like, oh it was God. like 7 to 4 at the first media timeout. Or excuse me, 7 to 2 at the first media timeout. And then it was maybe 17 to 2. It was bad. It was awful. It was really bad, but phenomenal the second half. And, and it was not all Mark Sears. But Mark Sears had six points, I think, with 10 minutes to go, 10 or 11 minutes to go, and once again finished with 23. He was unreal. Rylan Griffin hit a couple of big buckets. But Grant Nelson had the two biggest buckets of his Bama career back-to-back. It's a tie game, under four minutes, I think. And Grant hits a wide-open three. To give you a lead, you get a – a steal or a turnover on the other end, you come back yeah. to the other end. It's to him again. It wasn't a rush shot, but no. there was no hesitation to it. And he hits another yeah. one. And I lost my ever loving mind and it was fun. I, I enjoy I was I was, was listening to you. But he you know, he, you take that from a scoreless game, excuse me, a tie game to a six point lead back to back from a guy who who had not been shooting it great. And he does that in that situation. Yep. It was huge. It reminded me, even though it was not quite as dramatic, um, and it was only two buckets as opposed to three, there was a stretch in Fayetteville last year where the Razorbacks had pulled to within two after Bama had led by as many as 12. And it's a two-point game, and there's, I think, just under four minutes to go. And... um, Gosh, it wasn't Brandon Miller. It's Noah Clowney. Hits a three to make it a five-point game. We go the other end of the floor. Arkansas turns it over. I think lost it out of bounds. Bama comes the other end. Brandon Miller hits a three. They come to the other end. Bama gets a steal. They rush to the other end. And Brandon hits another three. And it was bam, bam, bam. Three threes in a span of no more than 40 seconds. Yeah. And pig people got real quiet. Yeah, well, at and, that point, it made an eleven made an eleven point lead with about two and a half minutes to go, and it was over. Yeah, and they knew it. 
Well, and this morning I, when I was listening to uh, the Next Round Boys and Jim was talking about how uh, Griffin missed a three. Mm-hmm. Alabama gets the rebound. They kick it back out to him. Shoots again, misses the three. Kick it back out to him for a third time and makes it. Yeah. Um, it's, they, they are not a live by the three, die by the three, but it sure does help their game when they're their, falling. You know, a lot of people say that, and I understand where you're coming from, and with, but there are a lot say, all they do is jack up threes. No, oh. their offense is to drive to the basket, yeah. and if the layup if is not, not there, there, you kick to the right. corner. Because and then, the defense has collapsed on you at that point. Absolutely, yeah. and depending on who it is and how they play you, you drive again. Yeah. But if they don't come out on you, you got an open three. Yeah. And it's there's a ton of passing, and it's about tempo and pace. And look, these guys work on it. It's not and it's not a it's not a shot that they don't practice hundreds of times yeah. in the span, sometimes per day. Right. But certainly in the span of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And it's the guys who work on it the most and who are called on to do that, which is almost everybody on the roster right. by exactly. the way. It isn't exactly. Exactly. Everybody, yeah. but almost everybody to at least be a threat. It's it's not just it's not like we think of when we roll out we just shoot one. No. It's worked on. Right. It's what they do. It's, it's who they are. It's the They're offense. recruited that yeah. that's exactly right. It's not something he just drew up and yeah. said, y'all go shoot a three. It's what they do. It's who they are. And that's what they're supposed to do. Right. So, and if it doesn't go, sometimes it just doesn't go in. Yeah. But by the way, if you're driving to the basket and you're, you're getting stopped because they get over in position or they're blocking everything, yeah. you better make a shot from somewhere else. Yeah. He, they don't have... He doesn't kick you out of the game if you take a mid-range jumper. But you need to hit it. You need to prove that you can make it. Right. And it needs to be under certain circumstances. If you're driving and you see that they've, you know, collapsed and it's in flow, in rhythm, it's open, and you've worked on that shot, then you take it. Right. But they don't take many. That's true. They don't. But man, they're never they're never out of a ball game. No, because of the capability that they do. No, have. they prove that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Hampton Inn in Pensacola, right there on I ten, because they yeah. they had the best choice of channels. They had the SEC Network. So I had been driving. I was listening to the first half. I was able to get in. Try. Not many hotels that you can find that have the SEC network, so I want to give a shout-out to them. Hamptons normally do that. I was, as, a, I was, as someone who stays at a lot of Hampton Inns in the I southeast I was very grateful for that. Um, okay, yeah. so Wednesday, travel to Auburn, 6, yes. a, six o'clock tip. That is going to be um, tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be obviously. That was a huge win for Auburn. Yeah. Huge win for Auburn to come back in a very tough environment against yep. a good old Miss, Miss team. team. And much like Alabama pulled away late, I mean, Auburn was getting popped for about 25, 30 minutes yeah. in that game. And the next thing I see, they're up double digits. Yep. They're good. They're good. It's, and they're playing They're playing better. That's a d- shot of confidence. Let me tell you, it'll be one of the best games in the country when Alabama and Auburn play on Wednesday night. Yep. I, and I say that, I don't know how the game's going to finish, but it's one of the best matchups. Because yeah. Auburn's still really good. And Alabama is the league leader. 
but it's only by a game. Right. Auburn, um, Auburn don't want to. You don't want to lose to Alabama if you're Auburn, and vice versa. But you're sitting there where if you lose, now you're two games back right. of Alabama as you start the back half of conference now, play. Now, Auburn brings a 7-2 and two record in conference to And Bama's got a tiebreaker on you. Yeah. So that, that doesn't bode well for you if you lose. Um, but, you know, after you, you go to Auburn. Got LSU coming in to Coleman on Saturday night. They're yep. far better than, than they have been. It's a game Alabama should win, and I think they will. But it's why it's so big. If you can get those two ball games mm-hmm. somehow, you get Auburn on the road and come back. You know, you still may only have a one-game advantage over South Carolina. And again, everybody sleeping on South Carolina. They've no. they're they're in a great spot. But Tennessee is legitimately that good, and they come to Tuscaloosa on March second. Bama's got Auburn and LSU, and then a good Texas A and M team and a dangerous Florida team. Mm-hmm coming in before you go to Kentucky, to Ole Miss, Tennessee at home, at Florida. It's a bit of a murderer's row there. And then hopefully finishing off what's left of the barbecue when Mm -hmm. the Razorbacks come in on a uh, Saturday for an 11 a.m. tip on March 9th. Is that the last regular season game? That's the last regular season game. Uh, You've got a lot of major pitfalls. Potential. All through that, potentially. For all of those. And at the same time, if you can have another 2-0 and week, whew, you're in a great spot. You're in a great spot. But again, you can't get size for the rings just yet. Saw uh, Even if you do. Nick Pringle sitting on the bench in street clothes Yep, I think he'll be back as Saturday. Um, you know, he didn't make the trip with the team to Athens. Correct. And that's one of those games where you almost wish he was sitting there saying, your team could really use you right now. Yeah. Like, your team really could use you being out on the court. Um, and it's big that they did it without him. And not that he would have, not that he would have been happy about no, it. I don't mean that. But it does send a message. They found a way to get it done without him, and then they looked phenomenal. Without him. Without him, and him sitting right there. Yeah, and Coach Oates has said this is nothing off the court. This has nothing to do with behavior that he's exhibited yeah. outside of basketball. Um, he said he needs to decide if he wants to be a part of this program with some of the, the decisions and how he conducts himself um, and clarified that it has been in practices and games, and that's where the decision lies. Exactly. Nick's a good kid. Uh, everything that I know about Nick Pringle, good kid. Yeah. Nice, polite. Saw him the other night before the game, shook my hand. Um, it's great to see him back. When you invest what players invest – but you don't get the playing time you think you should get, you think that you deserve, it can be, I don't care what level you're playing. It's a shot, it's a blow. But you've got a decision to make as to how you're going to handle it. And you can either be a great teammate and cheer other guys on, and even if you are doing that, you can still pout and be a distraction. Mm-hmm. You can't afford to have a distraction when you're trying to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The league, and now Alabama's expectation is beyond even the league, but, but taking care of the league first. You can't have those things. And by the way, you got 
I'm not going to say Noah Clowney 2.0, but baby Noah Clowney in Jaron Stevenson mm-hmm. yeah. playing fantastic. Right. Uh, Mo Diabati's getting it figured out, yep. too. Those two, yeah. Um, you also have Muhammad Waigi, who's able to, to give you some key minutes, even though he's not able to go the right. full deal. He's The first half minutes he gave Alabama uh, in the game at, at home the other night against Mississippi State were huge. Right. Yeah, um, and I'm leaving a couple of guys out on that, but they're getting they're getting multiple players that are getting minutes that Nick Pringle would have gotten. Yeah, that he's going to have to work now to to take. He's going to have to show why he should get the. You you thought you were struggling to get playing time before. Yeah. These guys are really playing good now. Yeah. So, you know, you can get on the train or you can watch it head down yeah. the track, and maybe, you know, you can be a part of potentially two SEC championships, yeah. or you can have one and see the guys that you were with all through boot camp, all through preseason camp, all through everything you have to go through to this point, do it without you, yeah. or you can be a part of helping. And if, especially as a senior, it's going to impact you for the rest of your life. I'm not saying Nick can and won't be successful, whether he's a part of the team or not, but it's the type of life things that you life lessons you learn being a part of the team being in sports that i hope he is going to learn from because it's going to help him so much 10 20 years from now more so than he will help alabama yeah well even and though after, he can and after last year with everything that that team and coach oates went through with off the court distractions and having to try and create a vacuum for his team to be able to operate within. And amazingly uh, did. And did. He's not going to put up with stuff this year. Nope. Nope. Uh, he knows no what patience. it takes. He, coach Oates is an, an exceptional coach. He knows what it takes to get to the next level. And if guys are not buying into the system, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah. There are other guys behind you Too that bad. are. So, um, okay. Uh, this, was, this was a very refreshing Coca-Cola. I'm sure your Good. Dasani water was equally, was Dasani yeah, was equally exactly. refreshing. This ain't tap water, folks. This no, not around here. It's not. Mm-mm. So nope. we'll listen for you on the call on Wednesday night down in Auburn. Look forward to it. And then, no, I'm uh, not. Even if we win, I'm not looking forward to it. And that's not meant disrespectfully. That's how tough Auburn folks make it for their I know. It's for the a t- opposition. And then, There's one good thing. There's one good thing about the trip. Hopefully, too. Hopefully, it'll be a win. But the other good thing is I get to see my friend David Housel. See? Get to have, get to have lunch with David Housel that day. Can make chicken salad sometimes. It might get chicken salad because we're at Jason's Deli. Or lemonade. Either one. Either one. Um, So Wednesday on the call with Auburn and Alabama. Saturday on the call when when, uh, LSU. Y'all go down to Baton Rouge. Yeah. Do you? No? Yeah, we do. Thank you, Coach. I don't. No wonder. I'm sitting here talking about a home game. It's okay. And we are. It's uh, okay. In Baton Rouge. But yes, so, uh, well, we look forward to it because we're going to need a hearty. A hearty and a bunch of. And there will be an enemy territory. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And for Chris Stewart, listening, of course, on the Crimson Tide Radio Network, I'm Kelly Hunter, who will just be here again next week. Hopefully, we thank everybody from Disrupt the Media. And uh, you can always listen to the next round, guys, each morning and afternoon and on demand whenever you need them. Have a great week. And uh, I think that's it for us. It is. That's all I can think of. Have a great week. Take care.